What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 15 top 36 running back rankings, also splitting these running backs up into different tiers. So today I'll have the running backs and wide receivers. Tomorrow I will do the quarterbacks, tight ends, and I'm also thinking about doing defenses. So let me know if you guys would be interested in that. Um, but let's just dive right into the rankings, starting off in tier one. We're not changing tier one. It's Christian McCaffrey every single week. He also has a nice matchup um, here against the Cardinals. So even makes him a better play, but locked and loaded RB1 every single week. Now looking at tier two, I have three running backs here. Um, I think all three of these guys are deserving. Going to go Kyron Williams at RB2, Bijan Robinson at RB3, and then Rashad White at RB4. Kyron Williams just continues to have a dominant workload in his three games since uh, coming off of IR. He's been very impressive. Even a solid game last week. Didn't get into the end zone, but a nice game against a very tough Ravens defense. He has a much softer matchup here against the Commanders. So I really like Kyron as a high-end RB1. And then Bijan Robinson. I like the matchup here against the Panthers. Um, definitely favorable there. And over the last three, four weeks, he's been putting together some really nice fantasy production. They're using him heavily on the ground. He's getting some more goal line looks, and he's always going to be used as a nice pass catcher. So Bijan there. And then for Rashad White, it may seem crazy to have Rashad White like a tier above guys like, you know, Travis Etienne, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, the players like that. But I really think he's deserved it. Um, he had like a not so great start to the season, but since then he's been wildly consistent. He has a very solid workload on the ground. He's very involved as a pass catcher. He's getting all their goal line looks. He's pretty much game script proof where if they're ahead, he's going to rack up a ton of volume on the ground. If they're behind, he's going to be super involved as a pass catcher. So I do think he, you know, belongs here in tier two, even though heading into the season, it would probably be shocking to have him on um, this high pivoting into tier three. This is going to be a monster tier here. I really think there's an argument for a lot of these guys to be flipped around. Um, so like RB5 to RB15, I really don't think there's a massive difference. A lot of these guys are just going to be in the same range. So starting off with Zach Moss, I understand this may seem high considering that over the past two weeks, he hasn't been all that great with Jonathan Taylor out and some of the other guys ranked below him in this tier have put together back-to-back -back impressive games. I just think when we're looking at the workload, we're looking at this Colts offense, which has been solid. I think Zach Moss is lined up to have a great uh, week 15 here. I understand I said the same thing in week 13 and week 14, but sometimes these bad games happen. You're not super efficient. Um, you don't get into the end zone. He's getting the goal line touches. He's had a ton of carries inside the 10 over the past couple of weeks. The touchdowns just haven't come. He's consistently super involved heavily on the ground when JT is out and also involved as a pass catcher. So I think that workload does set him up really well here in week 15. Then we're going to go with Tony Pollard um, coming off a game where he was kind of splitting touches with Rico Dowdle, but clearly the more valuable receiving option. This Cowboys offense continues to roll. I like Pollard as a mid-tier RB1 and a much uh, easier matchup than we saw last week going up against the Eagles. After Pollard, I'm going to have Jameer Gibbs. I understand uh, Gibbs and Montgomery being you know pretty separate in this tier may seem weird, but like I said, a lot of these players are very, very close together. I just think Jameer Gibbs is the better option moving forward. Um, the Broncos have allowed the most fantasy points to the running back position on a per game basis, but a lot of that is skewed to early on in the season. That was the game where the Dolphins went crazy. You know, over the last few weeks, they've actually been pretty solid at stopping opposing running backs. So I don't think it's like some great matchup, but I just really like Jameer Gibbs rest of season. I love the receiving usage. Him and Montgomery are splitting touches and he's also not a zero in the touchdown department at this point. He will filter in 
on the goal line occasionally. After Gibbs, I'm going to go with Brees Hall. I think Zach Wilson back at the quarterback position is going to be big for Brees. He's going to pepper him with targets. Zach Wilson actually played pretty well um, in week 14, which is definitely encouraging moving forward. So even though Brees Hall had a few not so super high ceiling games uh, prior to week 14, he had a nice bounce back. I love the talent. And so he will be my RB8. Then I'm going to go with Travis Etienne. Definitely not a solid matchup here against the Ravens, but workload-wise, he's been impressive. He's dominated in the snaps. He's dominated in the routes run, carries, targets, all of that. He has Trevor Lawrence playing at a very high level. The Jaguars offense has kind of been rolling. So I like ETN here as a uh, mid to back end RB1. Then I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley coming off a big game on Monday night. Um, I could see an argument for him being higher. It's not a great matchup here against the Saints, and I'm still not totally convinced about this Giants offense. I think you run the risk of if Saquon doesn't get into the end zone, you're probably looking at like an inefficient performance without a touchdown. It could be unfortunate, but I still think he's a nice RB1. Then I have Alvin Kamara. I think this may be like the one ranking that people don't really understand. And this is going to be assuming that Taysom Hill is active and playing this week um, because we saw Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams kind of split carries in week 14. And that was in a game where Taysom Hill was not available. Now, when Taysom Hill is active, he is very involved on the goal line, especially taking those carries from Alvin Kamara. So if he's splitting carries and he doesn't have that huge touchdown upside, then I am a little bit concerned. Obviously, still have him as an RB1, but compared to like what he's done on a point per game basis. Now, if Taysom Hill is out, I think you could actually even make an argument for him as high as tier two. So that's something to kind of monitor throughout the week. Then I'm going to have Derrick Henry. He's gone on a really nice stretch here. He still has been a little bit touchdown dependent. Um, we'll see what this Texans offense is looking like, whether CJ Stroud's going to play, Nico Collins. This could end up turning into a favorable game script um, if CJ Stroud is out, which would obviously help Derrick Henry here. Then I have back-to-back uh, Dolphins running backs, Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan. I was higher on Achan heading into this week. The overall touches didn't have a crazy difference. The main difference in their usage was that Raheem Mostert was the locked-in guy on the goal line in the red zone. That wasn't something that we had seen in previous weeks. Even when Achan was like breaking out, like breaking into this committee, he was still splitting work on the goal line with Raheem Mostert. So I'm not sure if that's set in stone. I still think Achan is the more explosive guy. But if I had to pick one this week, I would lean Mostert just based on what we saw um, on Monday night. And then wrapping up this tier with David Montgomery, I do still like him in this split with Jameer Gibbs. I just think his ceiling is a little bit lower because he's not super involved as a pass catcher. He has to hit it huge on the ground and probably score a couple of touchdowns to uh, you know put together a huge fantasy day. But that's going to wrap it up for tier three, a very, very large tier there. Now, moving into tier four, I'm going to start it off with DeAndre Swift. And Swift has definitely kind of fallen off fantasy-wise over the uh, second half of the season here. He drew a couple of tough matchups in a row. You had the 49ers and then you had the Cowboys. Not great. He has a softer matchup here against the Seahawks. Um, I still think he's going to have a solid workload on the ground. He has some receiving upside, but just being a part of this Eagles offense, he's not going to command a ton of volume. The touchdown upside is tough because Jalen Hurts is going to vulture a lot of those touchdowns um, near the goal line, but I still think he's a fine play as like a mid-tier RB2. Behind him, we're going to have Ezekiel Elliott. I think a lot of people are going to be really high on Zeke heading into this week after he had the uh, big performance in week 14. I like Zeke as a mid-tier RB2. I think he's going to have a very solid workload, strong usage on the ground. He's going to be used as a pass catcher. If they're getting near the goal line, he should be getting those looks. But I wouldn't get too carried away because prior to last week, this offense had just looked completely terrible. This is not a great matchup here against the Chiefs. 
And I do think it's possible that this Patriots offense just goes out, gets completely shut out, and Zeke can still be fine, right? On a huge inefficient workload, catching some passes, but I just don't think we should be expecting what we saw um, in week 14, especially just the Patriots offense as a whole. So mid-tier RB2, I think is a fair spot. Austin Eckler, I mean, he's definitely slipping at this point. And I could see why you want Austin Eckler higher than this. You know, he's going to have solid uh, involvement as a pass catcher. Maybe you think Easton Stick is just going to, you know, lay out a ton of dump offs for him. It's possible. The way that I'm looking at this situation, though, is that with no Justin Herbert, this Chargers offense is going to be a bottom tier unit. And Austin Eckler is splitting carries with guys like Joshua Kelly and Isaiah Spiller. So yes, he could be involved as a pass catcher, but I think there are some legit concerns here about his workload. And then the touchdown upside kind of disappears with no Justin Herbert. So mid-tier RB2 is I just think where we're at here with Austin Eckler. Then we're going to go with Joe Mixon, solid usage. The Vikings as a defense have been tough over the second half of the season. So somewhat concerning there, but I still think Mixon is a solid play. Then I have James Cook. He draws a tough matchup here against the Cowboys, but I really like the way he's been used as a pass catcher um, since Joe Brady took over as the offensive coordinator. And then the final guy in this tier is going to be Javante Williams. Not a great matchup here against the Lions, but his usage is solid. He's not a total workhorse. You still have uh, Samaje Pirine and uh, McLaughlin working in, but solid usage, and he's my RB21. Then shifting into Tier 5, our back-end RB2s, to our high-end RB3s. I'm going to start it off with Jerome Ford. He's been a super consistent option, not a crazy high ceiling guy, but pretty much like the perfect back-end RB2 play. Then I have James Conner. I'm aware he's drawing a very tough matchup here against the uh, 49ers. He may be inefficient on the ground, but he still just has a three-down workload in this offense. Um, He's going to be used as a pass catcher if they're trailing, which is nice. The kind of game script proof there. And then if they are near the goal line, like I don't think the Cardinals are going to get shut out here. If they're near the goal line, he has a good opportunity to get those uh, touchdown opportunities. Behind Connor, I have Ty Chandler. This is going to be assuming that Alexander Madison is not able to play. Um, Chandler should be stepping into a decent workload. He can catch passes. Not a terrible matchup here against the Bengals. So I think it's like a back-end RB2. That's a fair ranking. And then we're going to have Chuba Hubbard. Um, Over the last couple of weeks, he has seen a massive workload with Miles Sanders kind of sliding into that clear-cut RB2 role. It's a bad matchup here against the Falcons, and this Panthers offense is definitely not great, but I think the usage definitely makes him like worthy of a fringe RB2 spot. And then wrapping up this tier with Brian Robinson, he left the Week 13 game um, with an injury, uh, had the bye in Week 14, so we're not super sure about his health heading into this one. But I mean, prior to getting injured, this had kind of been where he'd been sliding in like back end RB2, high end RB3 territory. Now tier six, going to be a little bit of a smaller tier. We're going Aaron Jones, Keaton Mitchell, and Devin Singletary. These are all guys who I expect to lead their backfields, but I think it's probably going to be a little bit crowded. So for Aaron Jones here, there's no guarantee he returns in week 15, but it seemed like he had a shot to come back in week 14. So I don't think a week 15 return would be crazy. I am just concerned about whether or not he's going to dive back in to really strong usage like we've seen at certain points of the season. If we remember early on, he came back from an injury and wasn't great in his first like one or two games back. So that is a concern, which is why I have him here as like a high-end RB3. For Keaton Mitchell, I expect him to be this team's RB1, but until he can really crack into the goal line opportunities or just dominate all the other usage, it's probably going to be tough for him to crack the uh, top 24. And then Devin Singletary here, 
I think if this offense doesn't have CJ Stroud, that's a huge hit to Devin Singletary. He is their clear-cut RB1 at this point, getting the early down work, um, getting in there on third downs. But there's also guys like Dare Ungumbawale and Damian Pierce who are going to be eating into that workload. So it's not a you know full-on three-down workhorse role. So that's tier six. And then tier seven here, going to start it off with the Steelers running backs, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Both guys have a favorable matchup here against the Colts, but neither guy has a super high weekly floor. Um, and the ceiling, I think, is somewhat capped just being a part of the Steelers offense. Then I have Zamir White sandwiched between these um, Chiefs running backs. So I have Jarek McKinnon as my RB32, Clyde Edwards-Alaire as my RB34. We saw Clyde handle a larger workload in Week 14, but we saw McKinnon um, was the guy who got involved on the goal line, which led to the touchdown. I think the goal line role for McKinnon is encouraging, and I just think he has a little bit more receiving upside than CEH, but they're close. And then for Zamir White here, obviously going to be assuming that Josh Jacobs is not able to play on Thursday night. I think this is going to be a pretty ugly game, but I would expect Zamir White to play more of that uh, Josh Jacobs role. Obviously, he's not going to match Jacobs' production, but I'm not overly concerned about Amir Abdullah. I think he's going to be more of like the third down, um, like two-minute drill guy. Zamir White should see a decent workload on the ground against the Chargers. And then wrapping up with Deonta Foreman and Kenneth Walker. For Foreman, it looks like he is going to lead this Bears backfield. Herbert and Roshan Johnson will likely still be getting snaps, but Foreman probably should be the top option there. And then Kenneth Walker, I think him and Zach Charbonnet are very close together in these rankings. They both draw a really tough matchup and are in a 50-50 split at this point. So that's going to wrap it up for the top 36 running backs. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. If you did, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, check out the wide receivers coming out today. Um, thank you again, and I will see you in the next one.